Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As you can handle the truth. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned many souls. souls. has barricaded the world with hate. We think too much and feel too little. We think too much and feel too little. More than cleverness, we need kindness. Without these qualities, life will be violent. No will be lost. Do not despair. The hate of men will pass, and dictators die. Dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. Will return to the people. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. To do away with greed. Welcome, welcome, folks, here in the Corporation Nation, here on Republic Broadcasting. It's the 11th of September, a Friday, 2015. Uh, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> some uh, pretty interesting stuff today. I know a lot of people on this station that are listening to this station are very familiar with the notion of crisis actors and the sort of really strange media fakery that um, is getting quite a um, quite a presence on the uh, on the whole YouTube thing, and lots of pe people are starting sites and going crazy over all the fakery that's happening. And it seems like every time something happens in the media, whether it's a shooting or whatever, it seems like it always happens to be an actor <laughs> that we can find in some form of acting in their previous lives. Uh, that um, it's, it's kind of a strange thing when you think about it that way. Um, <clears throat> And so I, I wanted to just before we we get to our guest today, I, I wanted to just kind of just just so we can um, sort of have an idea. I, you know, when I first started looking into, well, I was in Hollywood. Everybody knows that I was a sound designer working for the top company, right on Hollywood Boulevard, right across from the Kodak Theater where the Grammys or, or excuse me, the Academy Awards are hold, held. All of that stuff, yeah, very fun. Until I realized how evil it was, and that's the whole story. But I just want to give you an example of what's actually happening in Hollywood. We've talked about this before. You know, actors are a very, very... They're, they have a stage. Someone like me, no stage. Someone like my guest, no stage. There, there is no... I have no power to reach millions and millions of people like an actor does. And so it's interesting to know... <clears throat> And we've talked about bloodlines a lot on this show, uh, the relations of people to each other. I'm, I'm on a, a, a genealogy site right now, and it's um, one of the sites I used when I was, of course, going through all of my genealogy. And I want to just read a list uh, from this guy's name. is he's a, he's a genealogist, and you find that all genealogists are also of the bloodline. 
Um, <clears throat> of course, because what's the purpose of genealogy unless <laughs> unless it's going to uh, benefit you? And the other purpose of it now lately, uh, apparently, is to collect your DNA so that you can maybe find out that you're related to President Obama or something, some actor. But... Um, let me let me go over the genealogy site of Stephen Ward Anderson. Now you can find this. It's um, it's kind of a hard site to find. It's a Comcast.net site. But if you if you just look for Stephen Ward with an E Anderson and genealogy, or you can go to my blog, and uh, at the top you can find the <laughs> you can find my old radio show that I did for about three shows and then quit. Um, which was so whatever it was called, but I, I just want to read this. This is just what this is his alphabetical list of his cousins. Now again, when you when you're doing out at genealogy, it's Jeff. Genealogists are generally of the bloodline. It's a very noble, respected profession within the bloodline. So let me just read his list of, and I'm only going to read the currently living ones. Like I'm not going to read John Quincy Adams, American president, or Samuel Adams, American revolutionary leader. Um, all these people who are, are in his bloodline, I'm only going to read the ones that are underlined, which are currently alive. Most of them are prominent figures, actors. Um, <clears throat> so let me just let me just go down the list here, just so we understand what a closed loop system. And there's a lot of Jews um, in here, and all presidents. So you know, put those pieces together. Um, Amy Adams, <clears throat> Brooke Adams, Ben Affleck. Jennifer Aniston, oh, she's a Jew. Christina Applegate. Um, let's see, Viscountess Linney, Briti British royalty. Uh, Barbara Babcock. You might not recognize some of these because they're older. Uh, Alec Baldwin, all the Baldwins, Billy Baldwin, Daniel Baldwin, stuff and Baldwin, Julie Banderas, <clears throat> Bob Barker, Sidney Biddle Barrows, uh, Orson Bean, Lauren Beatty. Annette Benning, Michael Bennett, who's a U.S. Senator, Robert Bennett, who's a U.S. Senator, uh, <clears throat> let's see, Halle Berry, <laughs> um, Meredith Baxter Burney, um, Bob Boone, American baseball player, Barry Bostwick, uh, film actor, Benjamin Bradley, a newspaper publisher. You basically find all different sorts in here uh, that are have power, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. Stuart Brand, uh, James Brolin, um, all the Brolins, Warren Buffett, Ken Burns, Pat Buchanan, Barbara Pierce Bush, George Bushes and all the Bushes, um, Admiral Richard Byrd, actually is not alive anymore, excuse me, uh, Steve Case uh, for AOL, John Carpenter, of course, uh, maker of They Live, um, Mary Chaplin Carpenter, Richard Carpenter, uh, Jimmy Carter, President, uh, uh <clears throat> you know, and I could just go on and on and on. Richard Chamberlain, Chevy Chase, Dick Cheney, Lynn Cheney, of course they intermarry, um, Glenn Close, James Coburn, Stephen Collins, Susan Collins, uh, these are senators, that's a senator. Jeff Corwin. I, I could go on and on and on down this list. You'd be shocked. And I'm not even reading the dead ones. Like, it, it's just an amazing understanding to know that all the actors in Hollywood, and this is what I figured out while I was there, is that all these actors in Hollywood are related. You don't become an actor. You don't get power. You don't get a stage. You don't get a pedestal to speak and be political unless you're part of the family is what I'm trying to get at. Okay, these are all Mr. Um, 
Obama, uh, of course, is from the Dunham clan, and he's on here as well, but cousin. So this is the this is Stephen Ward Anderson, Stephen Ward Anderson's list of his famous cousins, and they're all, uh, you know, twelfth is about the highest and all and under uh, cousins. And the reason I'm telling you this is because you don't become an actor unless you're part of the bloodline. You don't become. You don't just go to Hollywood. And I should know because I worked in the bowels of it, in the production part of it, in the post-production part of it. You don't just come to Hollywood and become an actor. There's so many beautiful, wonderfully talented people that go to Hollywood and end up bartenders and waiters. And, in fact, that's the big joke. It's the big inside joke. What do you do for a living? They say, I'm an actor. And we say, what restaurant? Because they're always waiters and bartenders. That's just the way it is. So when we're talking about these so-called crisis actors, these people who we see on the television portraying victims or families of victims, they're actors. If they're actors, chances are they're one of two things. They are desperate to get a job, and they'll do anything, and that's the way people in Hollywood are, or they're part of the family. Now, the desperate ones literally will, I'm, I'm sorry to be crude, but you should hear the stories of people sucking people off to get a job as an actor. You should hear the stories. And it's an incredible, horrible place, this Hollywood that I used to work in. That's why I left it. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today, because I realized the corruption. I understood that something was very wrong. And so I just wanted to get that out there so that we understand that anyone you see that is delivering you a political message is part of the family. When you see Clint Eastwood out there promoting the Republican president, whoever it's going to be, it's because it's his cousin. Every single presidential candidate you see on the stage, including Trump, is a cousin of each other. Every John Kerry and Bush were ninth cousins. Obama and Bush uh, are ninth cousins. They're all related to each other because, of course, we, as we've talked about on this show, the bloodlines rule. <clears throat> now, with that background, I've, in <laughs> I've invited <laughs> uh, Chris Kendall on the show. His website is hoaxbustercall, uh, hoaxbusterscall.blogspot.com. And uh, Chris, Chris is, uh, well, you could say he's sort of infamous for... Uh, uh, placing phone calls to such organizations as Fox News, asking them about uh, their fake news and, and uh, the notion that the law says it's okay that uh, news is not actually a true statement of reality or fact. It's okay that it's entertainment, as in Fox Entertainment Corporation. And so Chris is joining me today to talk about all the different forms of media fakery, crisis actors, and all of these different things. And what we're really going to be talking about today, I think, are the more uh, less successful uh, actors that, like I said, will probably do anything to uh, to secure a acting job. And I saw plenty of that. So anyway, welcome to the show, Chris. Uh, thanks, Clint. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, good time. So, uh, where do you want to start, man? Because I mean, it's it, it occurs to me as I'm going through, you know, <laughs> all this research and stuff. Everybody is everything, all the history, all the great ancient, wonderful, beautiful ancient sites 
uh, we, we talked about Stonehenge and, you know, all this. Everything seems to be coming up to be fake. Like, the whole history has been faked. The media is faked. The news, you can't count on it because it's fake. Even when they report disease in the in the magazines, they're reporting it in a way that you'll never grasp what they're actually saying, dumbing it down for uh, not just to not tell the truth, but to get it to a point where people just can't figure out what the hell's going on. And so let's let's just go right into this. And and I'll, I'll tell you what. Let's start with your. Um, Let's start with, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the recent uh, shooting, uh, Andy Parker. All right? Mm -hmm. Tell us about Andy Parker. From what I know, and uh, it's out there on the, uh, you know, floating around on the YouTube and all that, uh, is his uh, acting reel. All the commercials, and he's been in Raisin Bran commercials, he's been in Beer commercials, he's... uh, Broadway actor on the Broadway production of uh, Les Miserables, and he's the lead guy, and uh, so he's been he's been saw, around a long time. I, yeah, I also saw his daughter before she was apparently shot. Um, say, my dad's a a Broadway theater guy or something like that. Yeah, and, you know, with that said, it, you know, a question might be raised. Well, I mean, couldn't isn't it possible for, you know, someone to have their daughter shot and killed and then also be an actor and that not be anything of import, you know? I mean, well, certainly, I mean, that it's not out of the question, you know, that the it could be just a simple matter of a coincidence. But, you know, the, but, you know that's just one. Because, you know, I just want to you know kind of make this point right now is like uh as far as what may have what did or didn't happen as far as any particular event um i always you know be uh, remember to say hey i don't know i wasn't there right so only thing we got to go off of is you know what's presented to us and you know through the media through these different outlets and and what we're dealing with here would be constitute in a, in a court, from what I know, I'm not an attorney, but I, from what I understand, that would be circum, counted as circumstantial evidence. But, uh, you know, people may not uh, think, well, you know, circumstantial evidence is, is that significant. But, yeah, it's, it's, significant, it's significant enough to land you in prison for life. So, yeah, it, is, it does carry weight, and usually by way of uh, cumulative effect, you know, if you 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 accumulate enough circumstantial evidence, you can convict somebody of any crime, you know, in a court, and that's pretty common sense. I mean, it's not. I'm not appealing to law or anything because I don't. Uh, that's something I don't really subscribe to myself. I mean, I, I don't believe there's any really such thing. I think law is arbitrary. It's kind of like a we're we're living through a derivation of kind of King George, but you know, it's got this sort of. Uh, overlay called law and it really doesn't actually mean anything to the people who uh, enforce it but uh, with that said you know you mentioned that uh, the court cases that uh, have ruled that the media has no obligation to tell the truth that is uh, from a uh, court case New World Communication of Tampa Inc. versus uh, Acre. I don't know if I'm saying that right. A K R E is how it's spelled. 866 SO 2D 1231 from 2003. And 
that they ruled it was a case with uh, some reporters wanted to uh, present the truth about the uh, additives in milk, like the bovine growth hormone and that sort of thing. And then, you know, they had compiled a piece and they wanted to present it. And then the, the management shot it down and they were fired. And then they uh, tried to get some remedy in the courts and the court and the judge ruled, hey, it's like, you, you know, the media has no obligation to tell the public the truth. So it's like you can't sue on the basis you should have just shut up and do your job is basically what what it amounted to. So, um, yeah, you have that. And then, you know, I also have made phone calls to the Federal Communications Commission. That's that's the only governing body that I'm aware of that uh, presides over, uh, you know, the radio. I mean, you guys are certainly familiar with them, right? Um, FCC, so, you know, if you say curse word or whatever, they, they'll crack down on you, give you a fine or, you know, th- th- that sort of thing. And, I, you know, I asked them, you know, specifically, I said, you know, if the media, if they were to just sort of put something out there that was patently false, uh, what, what, would, what would you guys do about it? I mean, what, what law, <laughs> you know, kind of look out. Yeah, it's, and, okay as, it's okay as long as they don't cuss. Yeah, they could put out any garbage they want as long as they don't cuss while doing it. Right, that's a good point. So, yeah, that that is a case. And then, you know, if you don't believe me, try to find a governing body that governs the media in in relation to the the truthfulness or accuracy of the news, and you won't find anything. There is no uh, repercussions from a legal perspective to uh, just completely putting something out there as she's false. And uh, she told me, too, is like unless there's some uh, demonstrable evidence that it caused immediate uh, noticeable harm in the community, like, you know, it's like they put something out like, okay, uh, you know, Space Brothers are coming and we're all going to die and they're coming to kill us and everybody kind of freaks out, kind of like they did on the War of the Worlds. Uh, but they did that with a plausible deniability of it being a, a, a made-for-radio uh, play. But, you know, if so they they got out of that. But, you know, Orson Welles admits that it was purpose, you know, it, in so many words, if you listen to what he said after the fact. But um, the, uh, yeah, the media has no obligation to tell you the truth. You know, the only, the only I think, stipulation is if they... Uh, put something out there that causes a direct observable demonstrable uh damage you know and that's how uh it was related to me so they're yeah they're they're uh, uh well fox news is, is in entertainment look it up look up fox news on wikipedia it says they're they're uh, uh a segment of their entertainment line and uh if you're familiar with television and the stuff that gets presented on television, uh, there's always has been, as far as I remember, this sort of blurring of the lines between what is a dramatization or a recreation and what is actual. And then, you know, you may be watching something and it'll put something up and then it'll like put a little disclaimer on the bottom that, you know, for a brief second, you might even notice it and it'll say recreation or dramatization. Well, you know, what about if they put something out that's a recreate or a dramatization or it's like, oh, this is what could happen if, you know, we don't do this or that. And then, you know, they just don't bother to tell you that it's a it's a fake. See what I mean? So all these lines have been blurred for some time. I guess you shouldn't expect that because everything, every single picture that NASA produces is always a cartoon. It's always a it's always a uh, 
either it's a real picture and it's colored in to make things appear where they didn't appear before, like gases or whatever. I even saw a while ago, I saw a contest that they held for uh, NASA followers, people who are fans of NASA, which is a really odd thing, to actually color in their pictures and make them stand out. And they had a contest and, and, and paid money to the best... Uh, the best artist to fill in their pictures. But every picture I see of NASA's uh, either obviously a rendition. It's like a picture of a satellite. Uh, for instance, the, the cover of um, Scientific Whatever magazine, and it's a picture of the satellite in front of Pluto. And I'm like, well, who took the picture? And uh, it's obviously a fake picture, but they're presenting it to people, and people look at that for some reason they don't realize they're looking at the third person. They don't realize they're, that, that, they're, that, that what they're seeing on these things is fake. They don't, I, I guess they don't realize that when they watch Star Trek, it's fake. You know, I, I just, uh, it's, it's an amazing deception that we're in today. And if, if, if you go to NASA and you type in satellite, there's not one picture of a real satellite. And it bothers the heck out of me that that's the case. So, I mean, you shouldn't expect a news agency to tell the truth if the government itself isn't even required to t tell you the truth or show you real pictures. Yeah, there's nothing uh, from a legal perspective that uh, expressly forbids it. So, you know, with that said, uh, we certainly know that in our day and age, like everything is sort of a uh, commodity. So we got this uh, commodified uh uh, you know, so-called capitalist uh, culture that we live in. So, you know, everything is can be uh, related to some sort of a product or another, and the news is no exception. I mean, they have a product, which is uh, they, and then, you know, they're uh, they're incorporated, so they have shareholders, and then, you know, the old line you know, is like, oh, we have an obligation to our shareholders to do, you know, to dump uh, new uh, toxic waste into the streams and stuff like that, because if we didn't do it, we wouldn't make a profit, and we couldn't pay our show, you know, it's to use an excuse for everything. So, um, obligation to shareholders. So, yeah, the, uh, news media is no different. So, they have a product uh, that they need to uh, sell to the public. And um, so, if you think that, you know, they're going to be able to sell their product when there's like a, a, a lull in the news cycle, then, uh, you know, people, there's not anything out there that's going to be they're going to be able to report on that's going to grab people's attention uh what what type of incentive do you think they would have to go along with uh you know any kind of an agenda that wanted to put out some uh fake and stage stuff to get an agenda across i think they would have a, a high degree of incentive to play along with you know whatever powers that uh are uh, behind the scenes in conducting these fake news events. So they definitely I, I have suppose, a profit. I, I suppose we have to look at, at, you know, we can't just limit it to, to certain things. We have to go across the spectrum. We have to say, well, with the advent of Common Core, we have now a massive marketplace for education and, and tools for education, whether it's computers and Microsoft getting in on the action so that every kid has a laptop or whether it's uh, the ADL producing all the lessons for uh, for kids to keep them non-biased and make sure multiculturalism happens. There's a massive, massive market in education. Now, it is no longer uh, something that you would think as a government uh, 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 agency, basically, where it's supported by taxpayer money. No, the taxpayer money has gotten so huge now in the billions and billions and billions of dollars 
that companies are now vying for, uh, again, in the interest of their shareholders, to get to get the worst kind of things into schools, so that kids no longer touch nature; they touch they touch screen their nature on their computer, that kind of thing. So everything is turned into a marketplace, a commercial hub, uh, when you think about it. So. And therefore, of course, that it, that incentivizes again. History, therefore, is a commodity. It's a sellable commodity. And the better uh, you can you can make history appeal to your current needs, the better the the, the, the sales are going to go. Right? And I mean, if everything is turned into a commodity, then nothing left is a reality. That's right. That's well said. Uh, yeah, I. I totally concur, and if you consider what I was just, you know, and this is documented, I'm not, this is not conspiracy theory, this is documented facts, if you accept, you know, what's out there, you know, from officialdom as records, uh, as, you know, if, if, if they can you take them on, on their face, which, um, it, here's another thing about, uh, you know, rules of rhetoric and, and, and reason and logic it's that uh, you know the, if, if somebody is going to tell you something or they're going to make a claim like uh, for instance with the media like oh well so and so was shot and you know here's what happened uh, you know that or whatever it is or we went to the moon you know in 19 uh, the 60s era uh, then you know that is a claim and whatever burden of proof to prove that would be upon those making the claim in the case of the moon that's an extraordinary claim and that would warrant extraordinary proof now people in general accept video evidence they accept uh, uh, declarations from officialdom and those sort of things as uh, proof in and of themselves like prima facie evidence and and I think that's where it goes awry because those things are absolutely not and uh, haven't been, ever been. You know, you can go back and look in the history of photography, and some of the it, very early on from its inception that uh, the photographic methods were being invented and developed and refined, uh, you can go back and look at these pieces that look like Photoshop because they're like old-school Photoshop. They recompose things and recompile things and took these people and moved them in here and reshot the scene and did this and that and it's very impressive and very uh high degree like some of this stuff is like a high degree of skill and high degree of it's artistry and uh so you know we're talking about actors we're talking about hollywood we're talking about you know the uh cia cia and the culture creation industry and uh it it is heavily dependent upon artistry and uh to shape and mold your perceptions. And I think that those are some important things to keep in mind when we're dealing with this. It's about perception management. So, you know, if, if you're on, if, if you're of the opinion or of the, um, and you've concluded that, you know, so like these shooters are this, uh, you know, MK Ultra mind control people that are sent out into the the world to wreak havoc and it's all uh, out spinning of those experiments which i don't deny happened you know i but i i i where i would disagree would be the nature of what you know because we're under it right now this is this is how it works but it works through 
uh, managing people's perceptions of what reality is. So the best, more, most efficient way to do that, I think, naturally would be to, you know, just like you mentioned earlier, that, uh, you know, there's all these people around that are wannabe actors, you know, and uh, they have their heart set on that, you know, and, uh, you know, why, you know, take advantage of that aspect of the culture to, um, you know, do these stage-managed events and shape public perceptions and get your uh, product sold, which is some sort of agenda, either maybe maybe it's gun control or maybe it's uh, just to, you know, uh, rise up the level of fear in the populace so that they uh, feel like they need more uh, government involvement into everything. And uh, that, that can be looked at from a different perspective. And if you look, uh, you know, our, like I was talking about with the commodification of everything as a product that they're selling. Yeah, it is. And it, it's, <laughs> I, I don't think um, it's not easy to set your mind to that sort of notion that everything you're hearing is a product that's being sold to you. And, whether you accept it or not as as a as a reality, uh, a stated reality or not, is the, is the price. They're not looking for money. Money is so unimportant to these people because the product of our belief is going to be money. So that's a secondary concern. We'll be back, folks. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Now you and your family and friends can enjoy emergency situations. The cleanest, most delicious bacteria, cysts, parasites, harmful chemicals, and healthy nitrates and lead and mercury, even fluoride. Not yet available in Iowa. Yes, it's Pizza 9-11-11-11. Get your Twin Tower breadsticks. Listen to the complete hour of the time with Bill Cooper. Cooper at your booth while waiting for your order. When you're done with your pie, the platter underneath contains a visual timeline of the whole inside job. Manhattan, D.C., and Pennsylvania. Collect all three now. Pizza 9-11. Get your 64-ounce hologram fountain soda with a special straw that mysteriously disappears into the lid, seemingly without contact contact if you're feeling especially out of the box you can check out the judy wood salad bar where you can try all kinds of strange intriguing and delicious salads you never imagined could exist with extra special flavors of directed energy dressings including ulf microwave heart and thousand islands Try the new, new Inside Claw Stuffed Crust Triple Decker with your choice of 19 high toppings. Three stories of gutland security. This Patriot pie is enough to feed your family for a week in a survival situation. We bake this bad boy at 1400 degrees Fahrenheit, which is still not hot enough to melt structural steel. Steel. Yet it doesn't collapse. How do you explain that? Explain that, you dumb pieces of Pizza 911! My neighbor, welcome again to this neighborhood. I'd like to show you something. You know what this is? Maybe if I press this button, 
There are so many things, so many things to learn about in this world, and so many people who can help us learn, and so many people who can help us learn. Did you ever grow anything in the garden of your mind? In the garden of your mind, you can grow ideas in the garden oh, of your mind. We are back. It's good to be we're talking with Chris Kendall today. Again, you can uh, find Chris's <laughs> adventures, if you will, at uh, Hoaxbusters, hoaxbusterscall.blogspot.com. I, uh, I want to play a little, uh, a little something-something. Uh, this is your... Uh, uh, actually, I'm not even familiar if he's still Attorney General, but uh, this is Eric Holder. Eric Holder, of course, is the, uh, or was, I, I don't even know, I apologize, but the Attorney General under the Obama ad- administration. And I, before we play this video, I, I want to I I read uh, just a quote. This is actually from the European Union Times. Um, in, uh, this is 2009. He was the featured speaker at the Anti-Defamation League's American Heritage Dinner. On October seventeenth, two thousand nine. Of course, that's again where most of your, most of the really strange uh, uh, education things, the, the packages, the things that are uh, teaching your children uh, all about uh, homosexual sex and that sort of thing, are all coming from the ADL. Because you know you have to you have to be equal in your education. You have to teach every possible thing uh, without bias, and they call it anti-bias education. And so Eric Holder is featured speaker at the Anti-Defamation League's American Heritage Dinner on October 17, 2009, praising the ideal, idea ADL for its historic role in fighting all forms of intolerance and making helping make the federal hate crimes law a reality, something he'd been trying to pass for, oh, 11 years or so. And um, in, in one thing I saw, he admits that there's no equality at all under the hate bill. Um, it's no, not about equality in any way. Um, but I want to read you this quote. Where, this is what he actually said. You, the members of the Anti-Defamation League, and I go way back. I first began convening meetings with members of the ADL in the early 90s when I served as the United States Attorney General in Washington, D.C. At that time, I expressed my deep appreciation for the fact that you always have served as indispensable allies in some of the most important work our government does. And now, tonight, I once more have the opportunity to stand in solidarity with you and to ask and to thank you for your uh, constant, steadfast work to create a better country. Of course, a better country, that's a product too, isn't it? A country free of discrimination, a country free of violence, a country free of hate. Obama administration could ask no better partner than the Anti-Defamation League as we jointly strive to attain the ideals of equal opportunity, equal rights, and equal justice for all. Members of the ADL, I salute you. Now, the ADL is very anti-gun. Every time we see a shooting in the in the in the media, we of course <laughs> it's immediately followed. Before there's any grieving can it possibly take place, there's the there's the victim's family or friends talking about I it's gonna be my personal mission now to make sure that guns get out of the hands of, of most people. Crazy people, whatever people uh that are that are responsible for this kind of of action. Unfortunately, that means that anybody on an antidepressant or any other kind of pharmaceutical drug 
is a target for gun confiscation, which is at least half the country. Um, but uh, I want to play a little video clip of Mr. Holder because this is a – you wouldn't really want to know what this guy's about and what these – these the the, the um the goal of these what we're what we're trying to establish here with our guest is a motive. What well, you know, it's one thing to say there's a lot of fakery around, but there's always a motive. What what would be the reason for faking Stonehenge not telling it to me? What would be the reason for uh shootings that don't actually happen? Uh what would be the reason for faking something like this? Well, let's hear what uh our, our esteemed Attorney General Eric Holder actually had to say, if you could play that clip. Uh, I've also asked the school board to make a part of every day some kind of anti-violence, anti-gun message. Every day, every school, at every level. One thing that I think is clear with young people and with adults as well is that we just have to be repetitive about this. It's not enough to simply have a, a catchy ad on a Monday and then only do it every Monday. We need to do this every day of the week and just really brainwash people into thinking about guns in a vastly different way. We also want to uh, have a hotline that we will set up and have the number of that hotline that we just go out there and that would be something that people would have emblazoned in their minds so that when they see a gun or become familiar about the facts of a gun crime, they would call that hotline and pass that information on. <laughs> I, I almost want you to play it again. Did you hear that, folks? It's not enough just to talk about it. We have to make it repetitive. In other words, we have to have a media fakery. We have to have incidents. We have to have something to film and put on TV, and we have to have victims, i.e. crisis actors, to come on and say how horrible it is and we need gun control. We have to be repetitive. And I'm sorry, what was it he said again? Uh, 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 brainwash people into gun control? Is that is? Did I hear that correctly, Chris? Because uh, I, I I think I did. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, brainwash people. We have to set up incidents. We have to continuously push this to brainwash people into thinking guns are the 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 bad, bad part of this. Not the people, no. The guns, and so we have to. According to that theory, what's the best way of accomplishing that, my friend? Well, manage people's perceptions uh, in relation to the guns. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's <laughs> it's absolutely nuts when you hear something like that. You, I mean, everybody should have taken a step back and said, this is our attorney general. I mean, <laughs> I just uh, – and, and remember also the attorney general, pretty much the highest law, uh, the highest uh, uh, person in law defending the United States, basically. And remember, folks, that the Bar Association is also part of the executive branch. It is – and that they have – also, the Bar Association has opinions. You would think that there would be no opinion in the Bar Association, but they also tell their lawyers, we are pro this and con this. They are very much pro-gun control, and they tell all of their members in the Bar Association that that is the case. So we have to know what we're dealing with here. And so, of course, this brings us back to... Uh, <laughs> to... Uh, the Andy Parker, um, the, the actor, uh, the, the the stage actor, but it wasn't just Andy Parker that w- that was an actor, was it? Because we had three actors 
in this incident, didn't we? You, you talk about Sandy Hook, or the no, this this uh, Andy Parker, recent. the recent recent shooting. <clears throat> Um, I'm familiar with Andy Parker being an actor. Uh, was there others that were revealed yeah. as actually being actors? Yeah, yeah so the, no the, surprise uh, the there. Boyfriend, the, the, the husband or boyfriend was also an actor, a very failed actor. And then the guy that did the shooting was also has headshots online as an actor. Yeah, well, I mean, there you go. So, uh, yeah, more circumstantial evidence for it being fake and hoaxed, and uh, you know, is that proof in, in and of itself? But if you, uh, yeah, you want to start adding to the pile of uh, circumstantial evidence, I have a list here. If if <laughs> Go you for don't it, mind man. going over this, um, so yeah, I've been compiling this list. Uh, probably at, at some future time, we'll kind of flesh it out with more detail but uh uh so number one is that you know the timing of these quote-unquote events are usually coordinated with some sort of uh, legislation push and that's a, a common thing and uh the uh, number two point is that the victims become ready spokesmen immediately after the event uh so they don't even go any through any kind of perceptible grieving process they go immediately onto the news and immediately start reading off script, what sounds like they're reading off scripts. And uh, they have the, you know, the elements of the, number one, the legislation push, and they're reading off uh, what it sounds like pre-prescribed talking points. And uh, so number three in the list is uh, what I just got to say, and victims uh, sound like they're reading off the same script. Uh, so that was number three. And... Uh, yeah, something too. It's I think it's kind of coming overlooked is like the body counts. Uh, let's say like take Sandy Hook. It's like okay, twenty children stone cold dead, and the guy had no kind of experience or whatever whatsoever. But uh, if you look up statistics with gunshot uh, victims, uh, it I don't think uh, too many people realize this, but. Getting shot is not a death sentence. Matter of fact, like uh, according to you know these statistics that are out there, and uh, I've you know people that I know personally that got shot and stuff like that is like well yeah they survived obviously if I'm talking to them but uh, you have like an eighty to ninety percent or something like that very high probability that you will survive you will survive a gunshot wound. Uh, then you you know you can also factor in with that too like you have a very chaotic situation going into a school or going into a, a theater or going anything like that so oh, yeah everybody was running everywhere and it's like oh he knocked dead you know 12 people in aurora just knocked them cold dead you know just like and then you know and then there's that uh so the statistically improbability of this and then number five is a disproportionate penetrating headshot uh, wound survivors, you know, like Gabby Giffords, and then there was an uh, example of one of those in Columbine, and I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, two in Fort Hood that survived uh, penetrating uh, headshot wounds, and then your statistical probability of survival of that is like 5%, and then, of course, there's James Brady, he survived a penetrating headshot wound to the head, so st- very statistically improbable that you would survive that type of uh gunshot wound but uh you know here's giffords getting her half her head's uh blown off and then she she survives uh you know uh 
And then you see uh, often thematic tie-ins to events like 9/11. So you'll you'll hear like within the recent one with the WDBAJ shooter, they always kind of make an effort to tie it in with 9/11. They said that the shooter was uh, sort of enamored with ISIS and 9/11 and terrorism, and there was a new ar- news articles about that. Uh, number seven is I have a video on my. Uh, the site hoaxbusterscall.com it's it's titled uh the shooting epidemic comma we can't stop laughing it's just a compilation that i strung together and it's and it and yeah it's it's very um just straight and to the point and i kept it at three minutes and so i i left out many many examples that i i could have included the thing could have went on for no telling how long but just examples of dupe what's called duping delight where uh, what duping delight is is when you have somebody that's you know uh, a, a sort of narcissistic or uh, psycho- uh, psychopathic individuals that will you know uh, pathologically lie you know that are predisposed to that type type of behavior uh, when they know they're getting one over on you it's it's very like thrilling to them so they they have a hard time restraining themselves when it comes to like cracking a smile or giggling. Oh, my daughter just got shot. That famous, uh, he, he was another Parker. Uh, what was the guy's name? The daughter that, uh, his daughter allegedly died in Sandy Hook. Uh, he was smiling, laughing before going on camera. You got that guy. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we've already mentioned this. Number eight, uh, victims and bystanders uh, appear to be uh, piss poor actors, no tears. Uh, and then nine is the um, uh, common to have uh, immediate appeals for fundraising. Uh, there was some examples uh, with the Boston bombing one of, of fundraising sites being set up before the event or the event i remember that yes and you have that too uh number 10 is disproportionate number of actors involved we've already covered that one uh and 11 is a important one is government drills coordinated with the events with the exact theme well maybe not exact themes i maybe should reword that but uh very similar thing. The Boston bombing had one uh, taking place oh, with. Uh, we'd, yeah, we'd, uh, we'd we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that it's nine eleven and we're talking about <laughs> the drills going on at the same time that the yeah. uh, event goes on. Right, uh, happy nine yeah. eleven if if that's a thing. Nine eleven, uh, which is uh, I guess rel- relatively relatively speaking, the uh, the big granddaddy one because uh, I, th- I think. Uh, Oh, from my looking into it, I've concluded that pretty much what happened is that they leveled a uh, building complex. So if in any other kind of context, it would have been just a, a typical demolition in downtown Manhattan. But uh, with the theatric overlay, it was, you know, the greatest uh, event of the, what, uh, well, this century, right? 2000, well, actually, if you go by the Coptic calendar, September 11th was the first day of the next, the new century. So... Yeah, uh, the biggest event in the century, as we're told. But, uh, yeah, there's that. And uh, so, yeah, government drills, 7-7, government drills undergoing the same scenarios. Peter Power came out on the news saying that the 7-7 bombing had the uh, precise scenario with the bus routes and everything the same. 
And uh, with the recent one, the WDBJ, the, uh, there was an active shooter drill taking place, I think, a week prior. And then uh, officers, uh, all the officers that hap- apprehended the uh, quote-unquote suspect all happened to have been participating in that drill. Uh, so I, yeah. I should say uh, that Andy Parker, the actor, was also on the news and that local news station where his daughter supposedly got shot, um, was on the news just a few days before talking about his daughter, pumping it up, saying, I love her, how much I love her, she's wonderful. So here's the actor on TV just a few days before the shooting, just absolutely just pumping up the love and the appreciation, the, the, the devotion to his daughter and everything, and then bang, and then, of course, the event, right? So, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's... It, you want to call that ironic? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, foreknowledge, and... Uh... Yeah, that's probably, I don't even know if I have that on the list. I mean, there's so many things. Yeah, foreknowledge. Uh, yeah, I meant to put this on the list, and I don't. Uh, it, it is uh, foretold in the media, television shows and stuff like that, that, you know, there'll be a, uh, for instance, like there was an episode of the popular television show Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy had a scenario on one of their plot lines uh, that was released like days before the Gifford shooting. Uh, in this plot line of Grey's Anatomy, they had a shooting scenario, but it was supposedly taking place at a university. Uh, the, the victims' names had corollaries to the uh, event, so-called event at uh, in Arizona with Giffords. Um, hey, right. tell you what, hold that thought. Quick break, we'll, okay. Uh, quick break, and we'll uh, continue. Stay tuned. Minerals and nutrients are polluting our world and stripping your right to environmental contaminants away from you. Science believes you deserve the right to have genetically modified foods. You deserve to have free air and water, toxins, and foods rich in factory farming, and thousands of environmental contaminants. Science helps you regain these rights. Science makes products and provides the best products to enhance your obesity, your diabetes, hypertension, memory loss, allergies, high cholesterol, neuropathy, and well-being. Or to spice things up in the bedroom, Science is here to help you. .com ships quickly worldwide in discreet packaging and will sell your information to anyone for any reason. For all your wellness, weight control, extreme muscle building, and environmental contaminant needs, visit Science Today. From PR News in Washington, I'm the gunman. Police say has killed at least six people. Police say PR News was taken down in an exchange of gunfire with the first officer on the scene. It's unclear how many others have been hurt. The Los Angeles Times reports internal Boy Scout documents show more than 125 cases in which PR News continued to molest inside the Boy Scout organization. The Boy Scout says it regrets sometimes best efforts to protect children were insufficient. You're listening to PR News. Biologists say thousands of fish are dying, including about 40,000 sturgeon in Iowa. NASA says the Czech Republic teamed up with Venus to defeat PR News after what NASA scientists call seven minutes of terror as PR makes its way through the Martian atmosphere. NASA is trying a new technique employing a supersonic parachute and a rocket-powered sky crane. PR says engineers are confident about everything. They're scaling back the search for a missing hiker in PR News in Washington. Is this real, 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 or is this just a ride? The world is like a ride. I think it's real, I think it's real, it's just a ride, it's just a ride. 
I've also asked the school board to make a part of every day some kind of anti-violence, anti-gun message. Every day, every school, at every level. One thing that I think is clear with young people and with adults as well is that we just have to be repetitive about this. It's not enough to simply have a, a catchy ad on a Monday and then only do it every Monday. We need to do this every day of the week and just really brainwash people into thinking about guns in a vastly different way. Every day... Every day, a new message in every school across America. We must brainwash the kids and the adults, says the Attorney General of the United States. How that could have possibly allowed him to continue in his office, I don't know, except to say that, welcome to the United States. <clears throat> uh, yeah, very strange. Uh, please continue. You're going through a list of, of, of so many you know, incidents and stuff that are going on. And it's important that there's, it's not just one or two things. I mean, you could, you're really describing the design of these things. So continue. Yes. And, uh, I think we left off at, uh, media foreshadowing, uh, uh, you know, television shows. There was, uh, a new series, uh, called Mr. Robot, and it's out there. And uh, so a, a week prior to the uh, WDBJ shooting, there was a episode that was scheduled to be a broadcast of Mr. Robot, and then they, uh, part of the plot line is uh, reporters getting uh, shot and killed on live television. Uh, then later on they said, oh, we, we're going to postpone the re, uh, release of this episode because of the event. So that's, you know, what's, what that is going to do is draw attention do, do, to it so people go back and watch it. And do, do, yeah. you suppose they, <laughs> do you suppose maybe they lost control of their, their MK Ultra subject that he went too soon? <laughs> uh, well, no. Here's what I'm thinking on this is that um, when they announce that they have to retract something, that's, you know, that that's part of the the the, the plan to get you to go back and because they can make that into a news story. See, it's like, oh, they were going to release this and they had to retract it. Basically, what they're saying is, hey, watch this because <laughs> it's got the thing. So you go back. It's just a, it's just another uh, form of public relations. It's another form of advertising. You know, if you keep it in mind yeah. that. And, you know, while I'm saying this, is like I'm not saying that the media is doing this uh, purely from a profit motive. I didn't mean that in any way, shape, or form. That's not what that I, don't, I, I really don't think that that is what is the, the primary driver. It is uh, it's something that you can point to as a, a, a potential uh, motive, you know, to, to per participate in, the, in, the, in this, this uh, uh, chicanery that's being, uh, you know, uh, done to us you know but um you know what i'm saying so the media will put stuff out in these television shows and you know there's stuff in rap videos and stuff like that where uh for instance there was a rapper little wayne and he comes out with a video and he's got uh skeleton is one of the central themes is these skeletons inside a movie theater uh, the way the main shot is framed with all the performers and everything, that there's uh, 12 victims, there's 12 victims in Aurora, so they're giving you the numbers ahead of time. And I, and I think those sort of things, too, and I think it's important to point out at this point, 
is that uh, how do they know how many people are going to die if it's an M- if it's an MK Ultra type situation? And I mean, so they can pinpoint exactly how many people are going to get killed. I mean, that doesn't seem likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, good point about survivability of gunshots, too. I mean, that's that's an aspect. We'll be back, folks. Uh, real quick break. Stay tuned. Martial law. Natural disasters. Economic crisis. Are you prepared? USA Patriot Nationalist Wilderness Survivalist Seed Storage Bank.com today to get your end of the world pack. 250,000 seeds for $250. No GMOs, no hybrids, no nonsense. This is the biggest seed pack in the world. And if the world ends, you'll be prepared. Don't take my word for it. Listen to what Alex Jones has to say. Folks, I've been to USA Patriot Nationalist Wilderness Survivalist Seed Storage Bank.com. I've seen their end of the world seed pack. Their heirloom tomatoes come from a seed line that dates back to 1776. That means you're going to be eating the same tomatoes that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson ate, folks. I'm not kidding. And if that isn't freedom, I don't know what is. Cure your need for seeds. Go to USA Patriot Nationalist Wilderness Survivalist Seed Storage Bank.com today to get your end of the world seed pack. If the end of the world comes, you'll be prepared today. Folks, you're in the Corporation Nation. It's <laughs> we're uh, joined to be, joined today by uh, Chris Kendall. Chris's uh, Chris's website is uh, hoaxbusterscall.com or blogspot.com. Does a lot of videos and stuff. Good stuff. Um, uh, I, I was listening to your call to to um, a Fox News. Um, <laughs> leaving messages for Sean Hannity and all those people and asking them about the, you know, what they thought about the, the fakery and the chicanery and the, <clears throat> all of that that's going on. And, uh, of course they don't want to talk to you. Let me transfer you. Yeah. It's funny stuff, man. Oh, well, let's, yeah. Let's, yeah, you, uh, you, you were able to check that call out. Yeah. 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 Funny <laughs> stuff. Let's, uh, <laughs> Well, keep going, man, because you're on a roll. You're 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 on a you know you're pointing out basically every aspect, every kernel of the uh, of the stock. So please continue. 
Well, yeah, like I said, I'll say it again, it's not against the law for them to do this. So, uh, you know, this is circumstantial evidence, but it's not going to ever convict anybody in court because it's not against the law. And we're a nation of laws, right? So, um, yeah, we got to keep that in mind. So there won't be any remedy in the court. So, uh, uh, you know, with that said, this, uh, this stuff that goes on... Um, you know, it's being used to manipulate us to uh, uh, manage our perceptions, and uh, we, you know, we the only th- the only thing we have as a recourse against it is to utilize our critical thinking skills. That uh, and I, I refer often to the uh, rules of uh, logic and rhetoric, and um, or maybe somebody referred to it as trivia method or something like that. But I I, I really don't believe in such a thing as uh, codifying something like that because I believe that is it, it is sort of it's a, yeah it's dangerous and then but i but i think what it, it really is if you have critical thinking skills is something i think that is that is actually innate within people if they uh if they enculturate those within themselves they can uh start to flex those muscles and they can start to uh think critically and, and speak critically and analyze critically and it takes uh some practice and i think that that is a worthy endeavor in all these different arenas and uh, I, I, that's what I think that uh, is, is one thing I think is important I want to try to get across here is that um, any, any of these particular events, uh, you just remember, I, like, I don't know, I wasn't there. So I have to look at this circumstantial evidence, and this circumstantial evidence is just, just piles up and piles up. Now, is this just conspiracy theory or, uh, you know, because, you know, it's, it's like a... A lot of stuff you hear about, or if you're going to get in a discussion with somebody, it's like uh, there's almost like no limit to something that can be just uh, brushed aside and uh, chalked up to coincidence. But uh, that is uh, not a good way to think. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, it's it's not logical that all of these can be just pure coincidences. And and you know, there's just so many examples of these common threads that are throughout these quote unquote events. And uh, we just got to talking about the me- media foreshadowing, and it's the anniversary of 9-11. Now, if you want to do some research into the me- media foreshadowing on 9-11, there's just countless examples. And it, it was almost like they went into total overdrive to embed something into people's subconscious mind to make preparation for 9-11 so that when the event happened, there, your critical thinking uh, faculties can become dislodged through these uh, subconscious uh, churnings that have been embedded into your mind over the preceding years. And, and sure. yeah, some the of this story, stuff goes back for years, the foreshadowing right. of 9 11. Well, in the story, of course, it's funny that nobody ever says, well, I wonder what Obama, uh, uh, not Obama, excuse me, they sound so, Osama. What, what did Osama bin Laden have to say about 9-11? Nobody seems to care about what he said. He's like, I didn't do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't do that publicly, like all over the, the foreign newspapers. I, I didn't have any part of that. You're crazy, right? Man, blaming it on the Zionists. And, and you know, yeah, he denied I'm, it. I'm just like, wait, wait, why aren't we, why aren't we listening to him? He's, he's, they're saying he's, he's very proud of his, of his, uh, his participation in 9/11. Here's Osama bin Laden going like, "What the heck?" You know, WTF on his on his uh, on his Twitter, right? He's like, yeah. "Well, I didn't do that." 
wait, 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 no, no, wait a minute. But everybody believes the official story, the, what the news puts out. Not even the, what, because they're not reading what the government says, and they're not reading what the, what the actual uh, victim or supposed uh, shooter, if you will, says. They're only t- just listening to what the news tells them, right? Absolutely, yeah. Whatever they say goes, right? I mean, uh, that's uh, appeal to authority from the perspective of the rules of logic. So it's kind of like, well, if authority A says it, then if authority A says C, then C must be true based on the fact that the individual stating it is an authority. So, you, you know, all of this operates off of that uh, logic, logically fallacious line of reasoning. And I think most people aren't aware of the logically fallacious nature of like a lot of the belief systems that we adopt, and it's just something that uh, has been used as a weapon against us. You know, you take you, you, you take uh, people's kind of natural inclinations. You know, maybe the to be a part of a crowd or to be a part of a tribe or something like that, and you twist those things around and they, you use them against them, and you put people that are in positions of perceived authority. Uh, we don't necessarily have a meritorious, uh, you know, uh, hierarchy. It's all, you know, just so if you can manage to somehow get a uh, work your way up through this uh, process, which usually includes uh, a deference to authority all the way to the top, you get to wear the the, the implements and that uh, and the outward showings of authority, and then you're an authority, and then what you say has some weight just purely based on that. And, and I guess we don't we don't stop and think that every single news anchor man or anchor woman out there is what it it's an actor i don't think we i don't think we ever really stop and say all right this person is not necessarily there to express their own personal opinion or you know they're there to, to read a script right that, that's an actor exactly i mean uh didn't a uh, story come out that talked about uh, barack obama being trained by uh, a shakespearean actor uh, i forget the guy's name but uh, he said that he shepherded him for like over the course of like a year and a half or something like that and taught him how to walk taught him how to carry himself taught him how to talk and uh, oh, I, I remember there was a there was a video uh, of him shaking hands and and <laughs> For lack of a better term, acting like a white businessman to all the people, and then he comes up to a black guy. He was a basketball player, and he just immediately switches character, to, you know, and, and uh, does the typical stereotypical black reaction, you know, the the handshake slash hug, and you know, right on, and he goes right back into character as being president. <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. it, it's so obvious that there's something not right here. And, you know, I mean, based on that and some other things, I think that's always been the case. I mean, uh, it, you know, these, uh, these so-called presidents, I mean, okay, for one thing is uh, I think an undisputable fact is that the majority of people don't even know who the dude is. And you never met him in your life, never had lunch with him or anything, and then you, you go vote for him, and it's like, oh, yeah, run my life for me, or whatever the perception is. It's not true because they're... Uh, off on uh, golf uh, excursions and uh, every other like okay if you're running a country if you're running a a, a Staples office supply let alone a country you're not going to be taking every weekend off they said Kennedy took every single weekend off I said what really he's running the country he's taking every single weekend off <laughs> right like, as yeah. if there's George as Bush if there's took a third of his presidency piece. off 
right. As if there's actually a, a business week. Like there's actually Monday <laughs> through Friday are business days, and somehow Saturday and Sunday are not when you're running a country. Yeah. Let me let me point out an article that you linked to on your site for people, um, because you really do go out of your way to, to show how fake everything is. This is uh, this is from the Telegraph. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> actually so Saturday's 12th of September 2015. It looks like. Um, <clears throat> wait a minute, 12th of September. That's odd. What do you think of that? Huh, uh, 12th of September somewhere, I guess. Saturday, 12th September 2015. That's odd. Um, Osama bin Laden dead. Blackout during raid on bin Laden compound. The head of the CIA admitted yesterday that there was no live video footage of the raid on Osama bin Laden's compound as further doubts emerged about the U.S. versions of events. They show a picture of a very concerned room of Obama and Biden and Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and some other cabinet members and people. And it says Barack, uh, President Barack Obama, Vice President Joe Biden, and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, along with the members of the national security team, receive an update on the mission against Osama bin Laden in the Situation Room. But this this picture was used as if they were getting the the information right, that they were actually watching the, the story was that they watched on the cameras of the soldiers as the raid and the killing of o- o- Osama bin Laden happened, right? All right. Yeah. Leon Panetta, director of the CIA, revealed there was a 25-minute blackout during the, which the live feed from cameras mounted on the helmets of the U.S. Special Forces was cut off. A photograph released by the White House appeared. Appeared. In other words, they lied appeared to show President Barack Obama and his aides in the Situation Room watching the action as it unfolded. In fact, they had little knowledge of what was happening in the compound. In an interview with PBS, Mr. Panetta said, quote, Once those teams went into the compound, I can tell you that there was a time period of almost 20 or 25 minutes where we really didn't know just exactly what was going on and there was some very tense moment as we were waiting for information. We had some observation of the approach there, but we did not have direct flow of information as the actual conduct of the operation itself as they were going through the compound. So here again, you have not only the media lying, but you have a coordinated event in the government itself presenting a picture. So someone had to take that picture of the president in the Situation Room, which means they're a high-level, high-clearance person. That picture goes back, and it's presented as them, the president, the vice president, the evil Clinton, watching uh, as as they're going in and getting, a, a, so supposedly going in and getting, a, 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 I want to say Obama, Osama, right? Nothing. It, it Total fake. Total <laughs> fake. Yeah. So what happens? Do do they get in trouble for lying? No, huh. no, no one gets in trouble. No one gets on the, on on the spot. No one talks about it. They put it in the news. People don't care. People don't care that they're being lied to at every freaking turn. And I'm sorry, but it's it's an emotional affront to reason for me. It pisses me off to be quite frank that people aren't uh, doing anything about this. Oh, well, I mean, and another thing, too, it's, uh, 
what links do they go to to flesh these things out to make them at least look presentable, at least at least look good? It's like no, not doesn't seem like that much effort has gone to because uh, you know it's 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 back to appeal to authority. Authority says it it happened. End of discussion. And that's the way most people operate. They they see a perceived authority. You know, they roll over, you know, they, you know, like a, like a puppy just rolls over on its back and then, you know, puts his arm, you know, it's like, that's a sad state of affairs, but that's what we got going on in this country, man. I mean, uh, it's, it's, that is, you know, anything they say is truth, you know, so that's what all of this operates of, off of, because if it came out from any, if it was from any other context or from any other source, who, who would take any of this crap seriously? Well, that's why we always try to differentiate on this show the difference between truth and reality. And uh, I don't think people still quite grasp that difference, that truth can be anything, but reality can only be what it is. It can never change, even though the truth changes about it. And, and, and that's the important aspect, is, is you have to detach what truth is, because even in the law, of course, the, the law is very clear, the, the maxims of law are very clear that a lie is the law. Lie is okay, man. Everything is okay as as long as it's accepted and confirmed by the people and by the subject. The subject matter. It's okay, man. Lie is fine. It's okay. The maxims, the very principles of law, allow that a lie to be a truth, and that's why you cannot continue to. I mean, we can't even, you know, call ourselves the truth movement. Because, you know, we don't have the same truth. Nobody has the same truth. Everybody has different perceptions of reality. And it's this kind of stuff certainly doesn't help in deciphering, quote-unquote, the truth. It's, it's uh, you know, I say it this way. Truth is another commodity. Truth is very valuable, especially if you can convince people that the lie is the truth. That's more valuable than gold. Forget money. If you can convince people that the lie is the truth, that is the most valuable thing you can possibly have. It's crazy. No, it's, uh, yeah, we live inside this, this psychopathic system. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, you see it kind of in your daily life. I mean, I've seen it myself. Uh, just people uh, that I knew who were prone to pathological lying uh, got rewarded. And uh, now I know uh, uh, somebody that used to be a personal friend. Not a, I don't consider him a friend anymore because of the bullcrap he pulled on me. But uh, uh, he was a pathological liar, it turns out, and uh, he got richly rewarded for it. He, you know, got good-paying jobs and uh, was willing to lie his way into them. And uh, and uh, I'm sure to this day he he prospers, you know. And that's the way our system is set up. Uh, you know, truth is not valued, and uh, people just take what's presented by authority, and then they they that that is uh, shorthand for truth, and then uh, no critical thinking. There's a post at my blog uh, where um, I it's it's a. Uh, it's in reference to another post from Jay's analysis where he's examining the stuff that's presented about North Korea and their missile silos. And it's just so outrageously fake, man. You wouldn't believe it. You got to go see the pictures and, and that were presented as, okay, here's the, this awful threat that we need to be concerned about. And they got nukes and, or, and they're going to kill us any day. 
And it's so preposterously over-the-top, ridiculously fake that uh, it's hard to believe that they're re- actually just passing this off as reality. Uh, craziness, man. I'll tell you what, we got a, a couple callers on the line. Uh, let's, let's go to those. Uh, Pat, in, uh, Pat in South Carolina, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Happy 9-11. <laughs> it's such a strange concept that that's a, a, almost like a holiday now. The media's finest hour. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like they don't talk about it enough not to be celebrating it every year. But uh, the show's been great so far. And these are your two best guests in the wild. Plan. I've been anticipating most of these shows since you announced you're going to have Hubbard on and our resident hoaxbuster. I would love for you to get both of them all weekly possible, especially the hoaxbusters, so that we you got a pretty bad connection, man. Is is there yeah. any way you can call back on a different phone? Um, can you hear me better now? Oh, that's much better. Hey, repeat what you just said. <laughs> okay, I was saying that you know this is a great show so far. I love it, and um, you know the Hoax Buster. It was a great guest, and Hubbard's a great guest, and. I hope you can get maybe uh, this guy on weekly so he can construct these events as they come. And if Hubbard would be great, too. He's got so much info. But at least bring him on again, like you said. I had a great time listening to that show. But I think I love that y'all uh, brought up the uh, failures that are obvious in all of the in all of these psyops. I think that's a part of it, personally. Whether it's they're trying to catch the people who are paying attention and, like, mark them and flag them like they do with everything else, or if they're just trying to create discontinuity within, you know, division within everybody. I don't well, I, I think uh, I think Chris made an excellent point in in the notion that that when you're talking about Mr. Robot, which is a really quite good show, I must say, um, when they when they canceled their <laughs> their finale in in lieu of the fact that this quote unquote event just happened, that that is a form of advertising. That is a form of of, of getting people to say, oh, boy, what happened? Maybe I didn't hear about it. Maybe I'm not that interested. But now I'm interested because my favorite entertainment is being interrupted by, by another form of entertainment over here. It's like it's really brilliant when you, when you say it that way. And then if you don't watch the show, it obviously advertises the show, you know, because everybody's wondering, well, this show canceled because it had a controversial ending that had something to do with the yeah. event. Yeah. But I would like to ask your, uh, your guest, you know, it seems like the Shimata hype is kind of um, fake in, in the way they're doing it. But as far as this Jade Helm thing going on, is it, it seems like a bait and switch. They're doing operations in the West with all these few people while there's all these false flags are going on over here in the East and on the you know Southern coast and everything. Uh, the way I look at it, man, we are in the middle of a military operation 24-7 all the time, and we always have been. Uh, that's that's the real secret, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we are under military occupation continually. We we are under the national. What do they call it? The National Emergency Powers well, the, Act. Yeah, emergency powers. But it's, if you just read the Libra Code, you'll fully understand how that's a true statement. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. No, as far as I know. Yeah, and uh, I love what you're doing. And I don't know if you guys have. There's a lot of YouTube that are actually worth checking out people that deconstruct these events immediately, days after, hours after the events. And, for instance, with the Virginia shooting, the, the girl was like a buck 25, and she didn't have any, like, blowback out of her back. She turns around full 360, you don't see damage. And then, you know, she's consistently. 
and and yeah. runs perfectly yeah. <laughs> away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's uh, they, there's been people that are so sophisticated with the their YouTube account. They she's screaming, and they check the audio, and there's no hiccup with like each bullet shot or anything like that. And Robert Revolt from RBN, he's broken this down multiple times. He called in Alex Jones and and blew all this up on him one time. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, well, you know, that brings up sort of another really interesting thing that I don't think we often, you know, in our circles, we don't really think about. You got to sort of question YouTube as well. What what is it? What you know? It, there's obviously, we know the control structure is in place. We know that that they can take down videos at any time. You, you sort of got to look at the ability that we are uh, given, this privilege we are given to post videos on YouTube about their uh, their plans and their designs and their fakery and everything else, you've got to sort of look at that as a giant psyop too because most people aren't going to gravitate towards that kind of video and we're really feeding ourselves. We're, we're playing to a, a an audience of similar like-mindedness and that's also, I think, really, really a part of the PSYOP because it enforces the divisions it, it makes us look at other people like they're stupid it make, does all kinds of things to separate us uh which we would which they would call the conspiracy theorists right uh from the rest of society it gives you it either gives you a superiority complex or it gives you an inferiority complex one or the other it doesn't matter as long as you there's that separation as long as you keep the people uh, that are actually you know putting this out there uh, in in a very tight knit little group, I, so we have to. I think we have to be aware of that, at, at least on the minor level. That let's not forget we are being allowed to do this. This is not this is not something that we have. Uh, we can say you must post this. It's my right. No, this is a privilege, right? I mean, we have to remember that. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. That kind of goes to what I was saying. That a part of the psyop, in my opinion, isn't just the failures, but like that they can flag us. They can kind of. You know, if we, if even the people who are known for posting videos or being on radio networks like this or me being a regular caller or something, I'm wait, I'm like, you know, triggering somebody else to maybe look at it. So that person comes out of the woodwork and now they're part of the whole thing. So it, even if we're growing in numbers, they, that just gives them power to understand who it is. Because NSA and, and Google run all the analytics for all of this. So it's not like they're not aware of it, like you said. That's why I tell people not to join groups. Uh, well, Facebook's a good example, but I, you know, don't join InfoWars. Don't join this. Don't join that. I don't join anything anymore. I don't want, you know, I mean, I know I'm a target, obviously, but uh, I, I don't want my name to be associated with any of the websites or groups out there because that's, I mean, it's it's just, it's kind of obvious that they're collecting information on your, like you say, the analytics, which looks at all your web traffic and all that. It's really foolish to join all these things because then you're, you're, you're a known entity. Yeah, and just one last question for your guest maybe is that if he knows anything about other ancient historical hoaxes or anything like that and what he thinks about how clearly the comedians are kind of a part of the tribe, if you know what I'm saying, Will Ferrell being the best-paid comedian in Hollywood and, you know, who he is. And then Rob Schneider comes out. So you got some of these comedians who come out on the alternative end saying, you know, vaccines are bad or something or Adam Carolla is like a closet conservative or Adam Sandler. Well, I mean, are they not just a part of the hoax as well trying to – you know, they're comedians, so you can't take them seriously, even if they have yeah. serious opinions. 
but you know, ancient hoaxes or anything like that, vaccines and drops matter. Well, I talk about this from time to time. Uh, I, I bring it up the great moon hoax of 1835. That was a real doozy, man. Yeah. It, okay. So it's it's the really the birth of what we would consider mass media, and it was the and it was uh, facilitated with the uh, invention of the steam powered printing press. So okay, we could just sit here, steam power, man. We could just crank these papers out all day long. Now we figured out how to do this, so, okay, now we get got to get them out into the hands of the people. So what was the major story that they uh, initially led with uh, before uh, when they were a fledgling company, a fledgling paper, The Sun, and out of, based out of New York City, uh, was the Great Moon Hoax of 1835. And you talk about a preposterous, ridiculous, outrageous scam with uh, it's got moon, I'm telling you, man, it's got bipedal beavers on the moon, bat people flying around on the moon, and it's all couched and wrapped up in this scientific-sounding uh, jargon that uh, this scientist, he's got this whiz-bang telescope. He can see all this stuff on the moon. Uh, where scientists believe us, where the authorities believe us. And a an I- really interesting thing about that is if uh, you, you read accounts, so like Edgar Allan Poe talked about it, some different people talk about it, there's different accounts of uh, how it affected the populace. And, and one thing that's noteworthy is that people in academia, people who are part of the established order, were more prone to believe in it than the average, they said the, the all the, Real criticism was coming from just like farmers. I don't believe in that horse crap. Bat people on the moon, ah, get out of here with that, you know. But the people in academia, the people in the established order and stuff like that, they were uh, typically more prone to believe it just because it was emanating from an authoritative source. And later they eventually retracted it, of course. But, uh, yeah, moon oaks, bat people on the moon, and... Uh, doing all kinds of stuff up there with uh, bipedal, bipedal beavers walking around and everything else. And it's true, science, we told you so. And, uh, yeah, people bought it. Hey, man, thanks so much for the call. I think it's a very good point to make that when someone does come out, it's someone like Russell Brand, who is not going to be respected by anyone out there who is not one of us basically so it's a it's a good point um all right stay tuned folks we'll be back from pr news in washington i'm flying on a u.s passport a small community in central arkansas is in ruin after president obama tore through it last night at least one woman was killed when Mr. Obama hit her home about 80 miles north of Little Rock. The White House says the president flattened several buildings, toppled power lines, and overturned vehicles. And Obama's were also reported in other parts of Arkansas last week. Meanwhile, President Obama continues to creep toward land, ready to help battle PR news. The left-leaning president says he's shooting for total state control. If you didn't mail in your census form, you may very well explode tomorrow. But aides are not saying exactly what time. Legitimate census workers will ask people for thank account numbers. Chinese authorities are interrogating an airline passenger who told a plane crew that he had PR news in his Washington. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. 
Hey, Mom, are the kids getting rowdy while you're trying to listen to the Bill Cooper archives and enjoy some white wine with your hubby? Don't you wish you could just tell them to go play on the lawn? Well, now you can with our newly constructed Pentagon Lawn Playland. Playland. Your kids will spend minutes or seconds looking for non-existent jetliner wreckage and taking precise measurements of that awfully small-looking hole in the building. It's not just fun, it's education. It's Pusa 911. Corporation Nation. I was. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I I wanted to ask you about something. They're talking to Chris tonight from Hoaxbusters Call dot blogspot dot com. Hoaxbusters Call. Um, I, I noticed on your site, Chris, that you. <laughs> this is very concerning to me, of course, um, and we're always very much aware of of this. And always, you know, looking for the faults, especially my uh, usual guest, Patrick Jordan. But um, you, you have here a, a little excerpt from The Lancet. Well, I should say it's from The Lancet Editor, where it says, A Lancet editor, editor proclaims half of all scientific studies are false. Now, that's a very, very concerning uh, uh, statistic, if you will, because... Again, the scientific studies, which are being done by the drug companies mostly, because uh, the FDA never actually does any studies, um, the fact that at least half are, are false, and that's coming from the editor of The Lancet, which is a, a publication that produces these stories, that's very, very, very concerning because, of course, those are the studies that are justifying the use of most of the you know, antipsychotics, antidepressants, which are just one molecule away from LSD for the most part. So that's 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 a pretty concerning fakery as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, I would say so. And then uh, there's well, peer-reviewed studies too that say that uh, death by doctor or by hospital is the third leading cause of death. And and then if you take into consideration too that. Uh, those uh, cases are usually underreported to a, a large degree. So you could probably deduce that uh, it is most it likely is. the number one cause of death. So that is, yeah, it's a, it's a bit unnerving. Well, yeah. You, you, you see, and, and what I don't get is that, you know, you're watching TV and you see these drug commercials come on and they say, you know, they basically say that it might cause every leading cause of death. Might <laughs> cause heart attack, might cause death, but it might cause heart attack. Might cause stroke, might cause this, might cause that, might cause prion disease, might cause this, you know. And I'm like, well, that means that the leading causes of death, all of them are essentially being hand-delivered through a little syringe. I mean, it's – or a pill or, or whatever. I'm, I'm just like – so essentially the, the, the whole background of, of problems with health is caused from the food and from the from the quote-unquote medicines. And that's, that's a – I mean – I've seen statistics where iatrogenic, you know, doctor-related 
death is actually the number one cause. Uh, just it's just that they don't report it when they're causing you know they don't report that to the public when they're reporting what causes death. That's not something that is used in the statistics because the actual cause would be say a drug or a mishap or this. But they don't actually say that it was the doctor or nurse that actually did it. But right. this this is even more concerning because, of course, it, it means that the justification isn't even there because most doctors, of course, rely on these lies that say the drug is safe and that that's what should be given for the lie that is psych, uh, psych, psychiatry. It's just, uh, it's just lie after lie after lie after lie. And the more I go on, my friend, the more I'm realizing this, is everything is a lie. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of stuff pointing in that direction. Yeah, craziness. <laughs> I uh, crazy. We got some more uh, more calls. Uh, De- uh, let's see. De- I think we're on Dennis in Florida, or did Dennis drop? Um, I'm here. If you can hear me, good, good. Welcome, Dennis. Thank you. This conversation is very enlightening. I appreciate your information. Your host. I don't. I'm not familiar with him. I, I must apologize, but. I like what he's saying. My, I'm going to get to my point real quick. <clears throat> what I think is important, especially on 9-11, is the awakening of the truth of 9-11. I'm going to make it very simple. For me, it was my awakening. and I, I actually apologize for that because it took me so long. But once I was awakened, I went down that rabbit hole of learning and came up with that the simple fact that our, our government is corrupt. We, we are taken over. And um, where do we go from here? It's it's not through politics because they're all corrupt. Um, it has to take a uh, an awakening of sorts. That was 9/11 was my awakening, and then it may be different things for different people. But 9/11 was definitely my awakening, and um, it's not been an easy road, of course. But I'm happy to be on this course. I mean, definitely, definitely true. You know, it's funny when you think about your 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 the original thing that really said, "Okay, I better question everything." Mine was actually back when I was like sixteen or seventeen years old when the when the movie came out about Waco, and it showed the tank punching into the wall and then shooting fire out of the tank. And so I, you know, I did a little research, and back then, you know, no no computer per se to research, no internet. Research on, but I did a little research and found out that they that yeah indeed they had tanks that shot fire and that's what they used to start the fire in the damn complex, and I looked at all these facts. Uh, can't remember what the documentary was called, but that is what really got me to start saying okay I better think about this before I listen to the news or I listen to the official story, and then of course I lived in New York for nine eleven watched it from my roof so that that certainly helps. <laughs> How about you? My point is about that is that was my awakening a long time ago, even for me, a latecomer. And um, there's certain truths in this world that if people don't open their eyes and and can easily understand and do the right thing, then do we really deserve freedom? Do we really deserve to be the greatest nation on earth? I don't think so. And it frustrates me. It really does. Well, that's a terrible thing by no means. That's that's really their opinion too. I'm, I got to be honest with you. You're talking about an awakening. Um, I, I don't think they're against people having an awakening. I don't think they're for it, but I don't think they're against it. Honestly, okay. I, I 
I think that when I read the protocols of Zion, when I read all these different articles and publications that have leaked out, um, it, it's pretty obvious that, that what you just said is how they think. If they want to wake up, they can. We give them every opportunity. We tell them exactly what we're going to do to them. They have every opportunity. They have millions and billions of guns, but they don't do anything with them. So we're just going to keep on basically uh, harming them and, and using them as chattel. So as, until that awakening actually happens, and you actually do something with the information you're awakening, then nothing's going to happen. I agree. Um, the economy, too, is more important than the awakening is, firstly, the economy is what I, the road I went down, I have a tra trail I went down, the economy, learning about money and value of money and banking systems and what we have pushed upon us. When we can take that, that magic as a government or a, um, a people that, with like-mindedness can take the power of creating wealth and money and create a utopia. I mean, does that make any sense at all to you? Well, um, you know, I, I can tell you that utopia, when you, when you define utopia, it has wow. nothing to do with money. That's right. It has nothing to do with concrete or steel. Utopia is nature itself untouched by man. So, the notion of utopia is sort of an impossibility, but you could certainly get as close to possible as being in union with nature, harmony with the earth and its Schumann resonance frequency. But mm -hmm. the notion, the notion of it is an impossibility. You you, sh you should strive, of course, to impossible. Uh, get as possible. Why do you say impossible? Why can't why can't wealth be created by good people to do good things? I mean, why is that so well, impossible? You'd have to read your Bible to understand that wealth is mammon. Wealth means that someone else is without. Well, I, I am not a man of, of uh, higher faith. I'm a Zen Buddhist. I'm an agnostic Zen Buddhist. Um, there is a God. I don't know why he would create a world so imperfect, to be honest with you, but that, that, to me that's not the point. It's, it's moving forward well, and see, that's, agreeing that's... on... That's your mistake. Utopia is perfect. The perfection of nature, the perfection of God's design, if you will. Only man screws that up because man is the one that lies. We're a creation of God. Uh, I didn't say we were. I know, but why? So why are we imperfect if God is so perfect? Well, that's <laughs> that's a that's a a nowhere question. It, it's not you're, you're kind of missing the point. <clears throat> I'm missing the point. Okay. Well, I enjoy your show. I re enjoy the information. I thanks for taking my call and listening to me because um, I, I think I have valid points, but I do enjoy your show and I appreciate it. All right, man. Anything else for the guest? Well, I'd like your um, your guest to comment on that if he if he's still there. Oh, what was the uh, what was the question exactly? I I, I heard you mention like all right, you know. Are you texting? Are you texting? Uh, that's fine. Well, <laughs> taking the power of creating wealth and money and giving it to good people, like they good. Are you talking about just making the system work for us instead of the people who are, you know, we're allowing to run it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, you know, we own the planet and we run the show, but we don't, we're, we're not willing to take responsibility for it. I think we got to take responsibility for it. And the way that uh, I think that we can be brought about, it, you know, you got to, it's got to start internally within each one of us. I think the main thing to do is start using our brains 
and our cognitive abilities that uh, the Creator provided us with and start to learn how to defend our position, start to learn how to speak and, and state our cases. And then, you know, once that reaches a certain momentum, there won't be any way to stop us. It will be well, impossible okay. to defeat. Because it's getting, I mean, the clock is ticking. I mean, what do you think? We still have a chance as good people. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about decent people, good people standing up and doing the right thing. I mean, we have a chance. Well, yeah, if they stood up, but no one's standing up. That's my whole point in the beginning. If 9-11 and all the things that you guys are talking about, all the evident truths of corruption and bullshit and the system that we have running the show, then, my God, I mean, we deserve what we get. Isn't that true? I, I agree. You know what you're talking. I think what you're getting at, my friend, is is a state of peace. And I think of all the hoaxes that have ever been perpetrated upon us, peace is probably the biggest one. And you can you can understand what that means when you read the the quotes from the founding fathers, where they say, "Once you have security, then you're eventually going to you're going to lose everything. Once you get to the point where you're where you're so comfortable and so secure." that you're not paying attention and exactly what happens to whatever system you've built is happening that's happening today once you get a state of security where you're not on defense anymore that's the point I'm trying to make you can never not be on defense you can never relax and I that agree. I think is, is the greatest hoax you gotta keep being very diligent in freedom and we have not been diligent for quite a long time and that's, that's why I'm saying we're getting exactly what we deserve because people are going to sleep they're getting distracted by circus and games and bread and we're we're going down the wrong path I, I'm not a religious man but I do know evil and I know goodness and I hope goodness prevails because there's more good people in this world than there are evil people if we don't stand up as good people it'll be the end simple as that yeah. I, I don't know. What do you say, Chris? I, I, it seems to me like we're kind of witnessing the end. Uh, we're sort of at the uh, the finale. The grand stage play is, is coming to its, uh, its climax right now. What do you say? Uh, well, we're supposed to be supposed to be at this certain point in history. I don't think we really understand what happened in history. I think that's all been kind of reworked or. Uh, you know, by uh, maybe the Jesuit order, I don't know for sure, but there's kind of indicators that, uh, yeah, the whole of history is fabricated as well. Uh, we live inside this thing called civilization, which is uh, built upon interdependence and, and mainly dependence on this uh, abstraction called money, which doesn't really exist. Uh, I, what I think we're not aware of is that we hold all the cards, man. All of them, dude. We hold all of the cards. Every single one of them is in our hands. You know, the ones that they do hold, we can just reach right over and just snatch them right out. But we're, but we're f afraid. It's all fear, man. It's false evidence appearing real, man. That's, that's what fear is. That, that is what is being used against us. And then once we, come to terms with it like the little child that's on uh you know all the monsters under the bed and then you know it's okay i'm, care I'm tired of not getting sleep and then I, it's, I finally go check it out and you look under there and it's just dust bunnies that's all it is it's just dust well, bunnies once like you realize that and then you start to clean up your room you start to get the dust bunnies out and you know maybe it sound overly simplistic but 
I believe well, that's really what's going on here. This is Illuminati or whatever like that. Okay, where are they? Who are they? If they're so tough, why don't they show themselves out in the open like right now? Well, obviously, they're weak. They hide. They're duplicitous. They're scheming. Uh, they're cowardly. Uh, and if you doubt me, look at their agents within and, and within uh, that are... I'm not talking, I'm not saying everybody in the government is a bad, evil person, but you see that their mentality is something that is one of this uh, uh, position of authority that really doesn't have any merit. So if you, yeah. A a good person that does go into government will always find that in order to do anything, they'll have to turn bad. That's just, it's just, you have to, you join the mafia, you have to do what the mafia does. Yes. What, What I'd like to put forward is the greatest fear of all, and that's the fear of not having this system to feed us all of this, these lies, something to grasp onto when we see everything, you know, so, so horrible. I think the greatest fear for people is not having government, not having the news, not having fakery, not having lies at every corner. And that's probably the most disturbing thing for me. Yeah, that's the reason all they keep based. going along with what goes on. That's exactly the reason, the comfort zone of uh, going along, because they don't want change. They don't want anything out, out, outside of the comfort box. They don't want the truth. Believe me, in 14 years of 9-11 truth, if anybody hasn't woken up yet, they won't. And <laughs> what do you do from that point? Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call, Dennis. Uh, let's uh, take our probably our last caller tonight. We'll see Sherry in Kansas. Welcome, Sherry. Hey, guys. Uh, Clint, you know what you said about the Lancet? I've heard... Dr. Daniels uh, say that uh, when she was in medical school, they told her that in four years, 50% of what they learned would no longer be true. (laughs) Yeah. They're saying that to a lot of different professions, especially the computer uh, programmers, the IT guys. Uh, Yeah. It's it. And, and that's, that is so concerning to me because that's, that's that really means that the technology that they're using for the drugs is getting so advanced that it is cycling upward and that the genetics are going to be different by the time the medicine comes out it's going to be gen- we're going to be genetically different creatures that's a very frightening notion hey, but, uh, yeah, the only other thing i had to say is uh, uh from well, sorry we, we got to take a got to take a quick break sorry stay on the line It's the Fed. You want protection where it counts. That's why a team of ex-Delta Force commandos and BLM agents has developed a new product that will keep your payload contained, even in the most dire tactical situations. Duty Commando. Adult Tactical Divers. That's correct. They'll be there for you when the bottom falls out. Made with super absorbent polymer hydrogel and a bullet resistant Kevlar outer shell. They're the adult diapers that the Secret Service, law enforcement, the BOM, the DEA, the U.S. Armed Forces, and the TSA count on. And are now available to civilians in limited supplies. Duty Commando, adult tactical divers. Thank you. 
folks, you probably noticed that I haven't been getting up to go to the bathroom as much. That I've been more focused. Been more crazy. Doing more special reports. And that's because of duty commandos. Now, duty commandos are a super absorbent polymer and non-GMO cotton blend adult diaper. They're the best on the market. And you can find these and other game-changing products at InfoWarsStore.com today. That's a direct order. Do it now. Welcome back. <laughs> lots of lots of people saying, uh, despite our our strange callers yesterday, everybody's saying how much they like Terry and uh, and yourself. Uh, so I hope you'll uh, join us again uh, for another show on this subject. It's a vast subject. Uh, again, the guest is Chris Kendall from HoaxBustersCall.com or .blogspot.com. Um, our caller had uh, something to say. Cherry? Yes. Um, you know, what Harry was saying last night and Chris tonight about history, you know, we need to revise that. That saying that those who uh, fail to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat them. And I said the correct history. <laughs> yeah, true. So, okay, thanks, guys. Bye. All right, Cherry. Thanks so much. Well, I'll wrap it up, my friend. We got a couple minutes. Anything else important you want to have people look into, or uh, like I said, I hope you'll come back and do this again. Oh uh, well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just want to say, I mean, uh, the so-called government. I mean, they're just people, you know, and we have to remember that. And that's, I mean, we can't be, we can be afraid of other people, other men, other women, and stuff like that. It's like, no, it's like. I try to, anytime I have a encounter with them, it's like, uh, just speak uh, as yourself and talk to them like a person and, like, ingratiate yourself to them and, uh, you know, be, be, be cordial and friendly and don't be an adversary. Don't, we don't want to make ourselves an adversary to this, these people that now are identified as government. And I think that's an important thing. We need to, uh, not look at them as an enemy. I mean, they're people just like us, but they've, they've been, uh, you know, succumbed by this uh art, this artificial system to the point where they're see they see themselves as the other and i think that uh you know it would go a long way to you know um you know make ourselves open and available and and, and uh you know reach out to those people and say hey you know here's what i think and this is why i think it and I'm not a kook, and I'm not a crazy person, and I've and, and I have a lot on the ball that I can and I can use to explain this to you why I think this way, and it's not irrational, it's not unreasonable to think this way at all, and you can use you know those, what it, yeah. It, it reminds me of the notion that anybody can become an agent of the Matrix, right? The second that you treat them as the enemy, the second that you treat them with disdain and disrespect is the second they become right. not one of your fellow men or women, but an agent of government. And that's when the claws come out, and that's when the, the, the supposed false authority comes out. So anybody can be coerced and treated in a way that can make them become an agent of the Matrix. 
Yeah, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We we present ourselves like an enemy, and then we and then they have the justification to treat us like an enemy, and it just perpetuates the cycle. But if we recognize them as people, and we treat them as people, and we treat each other as people, we just start doing it. Just start doing it. Just get to know your police officers. Get to know your people that are in authority. Just get to know them. Talk to them. Say, hey, how you doing? And you know, what do you think about you know this, this, that, and everything? And just just there's no uh, why be uptight about it why be uh adversarial about it there's no need to it's all just you know they're just wearing a costume <laughs> you yeah. know it's that simple it's the person remember bible every chapter says don't respect persons and flattering titles and exactly. all of that don't exactly. expect don't respect the uniforms don't respect the badges the marks the names the numbers all right, Chris, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on today. Again, hoaxbusterscall.com or .blogspot.com. Uh, good stuff, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Clint. All right. Well, take care. You too. Have a great weekend, guys. All right, man. Thanks right. so much. Thank you. free. Its costs are innumerable. Without military funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution. The Give Me Liberty. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.